Welcome to this episode of Nerdables. This time we are discussing Transformers Rise of the Beasts, and we have tangent time with Transformers and the Matrix, and then we talk about the new Star Wars Visions anime series coming to Disney Plus this September, and we break down Loki Episode 4, and we make our announcement for our unofficial official SDCC stay-at-home Comic-Con DC Justice League draft. Welcome everyone, I'm R.A. Joining me are Chris and Ethan. This is our 4th of July special. 4th, 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 4th of July. R.I.P. Rosa G. <laughs> gotta be out there somewhere. Someone's gotta have that full. Um, that we full were just thing. talking, uh, Ron Perlman is gonna be doing the voice of Optimus Primal in the next Transformers movie. Which they're, they're dubbing it Transformers 6. But I wouldn't... If I was them, I, w- I wouldn't even. I would just. It's probably yeah. still in the same universe, but it has nothing to do. I think because it doesn't have it doesn't have a title yet. Yeah, does it? Um, I don't think it's so. obviously. <laughs> that's what it is. Maybe don't put the don't put it on. Don't put the phone on the thing, on the buttons. No, it's Rise of the Beasts. Oh, there you go. It's so, the sixth. Well, in that case, call Transformers Seven. You had a movie before the first Transformers one, right? Because technically, Transformers. The movie. Five was well, whatever. The, what Bumblebee's Trans- not five, is it? Bumblebee. Bumblebee would be six, right? right. Um, no, I'm talking about the fact that you have to count the first Transformers movie, which has a soundtrack that never stops. Yes, <laughs> just music that plays constantly and begins the. the Wait, are you the, talking about the Transformers movie the, the, of the '80s, the animated yeah, one? Yeah. yeah. That does it Grimlock starts kicks at, butt. The only time I could ever say butt in front of my father for like a year <laughs> was I was allowed to redo that line. Um, the soundtrack that never, you watch that after 20 years, White Chocolate and Jared and I rented it or whatever. Kids used to be able to rent stuff physically from a store and have to bring it home and watch it. And as we're watching it, halfway through it, Jared realizes music never stops in this. Yeah, it does. And it's just like guitar the mm-hmm. whole time. It would be it's like watching rock. It'd be like watching. Lethal Weapon 2, and the jazz music just goes through the whole thing. Right. The sax and the... And that movie starts that long-held tradition now of Optimus Prime dying 35 times. Yeah. I mean, Base Transformers, he dies, what, nine times? Eight, 16? I don't, I don't even remember. No, anymore. the movie's the first time he dies. No, I think he dies like... No, once you get to Base Transformers, I think within Base Transformers movies, he dies... Oh, Base Transformers. Yeah, he yes. dies like 45 times. Uh, AMC's running like a bunch of dude movies or whatever over the 4th of July weekend. So they showed like all the diehards, all the good diehards. They yeah. actually finally did not show five, but they were showing Matrix and then Reloaded and Revolutions. And I remember popping in to, uh, popped into um, Revelations, Revel- whatever the end is, Resolutions. I don't remember what the last one is. I just Revelations, it I think. Is it Revelations? Revolution, maybe. I think it's Revolution. Yeah, what, what are we talking about? The third Matrix. Matrix. The third Matrix, Matrix is Revolution. uh, Revolutions. And Trinity dies again in that film. Yes. And I'm like, God, this makes no sense. Like, yes. There's no meaning to this because she died in the first one. Well, her, her sacrifice at the end means absolutely nothing. Nothing. Yeah. What you, I'm even watching the second one, and I watched the second one a lot when it came out. It's kind of forced Matrix, to. Matrix, right? Yes. I went and saw it by myself. We went with like a whole group of people from Target. We went to the IMAX screening of it, which... Wasn't that bad because the I don't remember any of it except the freeway chase. The freeway chase in IMAX is incredible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's the best part of that film by far. And I'm watching part of that, tangent time, and it's awful. Mm-hmm. Like, 
it looks awful. The CG in it is mm-hmm. disgusting. The fight with the, the the multiple Agent Smiths, wow. Um, and it just doesn't it doesn't capture any of that first film at all. Well, that's because the it's first so, film it's so it's so heavy handed and and it doesn't do anything. And, those two films at the end kind of fell into the the trope that Hollywood has is when your first film that has nothing to do with anything, it's like a first original film becomes super, super successful. Yeah. You're like, well, how are we going to cash on this? No, I get it. It's Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean was originally one film, but because it did so well, they went, no, we need two more films that tie into this. We need a trilogy. The difference with Pirates of the Caribbean and Matrix is Matrix set up a world that you could go back to. Yes. Because they don't they don't defeat the machines at the end of the first Matrix. I mean, he mm-hmm. flies away looking like Superman. I remember watching that and go, oh, they can do a Superman movie now. Look at that. That looks good. <laughs> um, whereas Pirates, once it ended, like... They did, and it was horrible. Yeah. Um, he looked good. The yeah. flying looked good. Um, but with the Matrix, there was a world to go back to. And I've always said, I think the concept that they missed out on... Because watching... First off, every time that Neo sees the Oracle, it's just nine minutes of gibberish. Yes. And um, the third one was on. I had it on for a little bit. He goes to see the Oracle, and he's talking about the fact that when he's in the real world in 2, he stops the bullets, like as if he's in the Matrix. Right. And I still remember Joe, my friend Joe, was obsessed with that film and everything that it meant and all everything. He, he, He went to see it like four times. He's trying to, when he's talking to the guy, the TVs, and he's like, no, it means this, it means this. And I said, the one thing that I think is the most interesting thing to go forward is he shouldn't be able to, Neo should not be able to stop bullets in the real world. Correct. He's not in the real world. He's in yet another Matrix. Another level of the Matrix. That, that they, the, the machines identify the rebellious brains, the rebellious mm-hmm. attitudes of the people that are in there and shunt them into yet another Matrix. And he's the one to figure that out. <laughs> Joe's head just went crazy. <laughs> and I ruined it for him. Because he didn't like three. <laughs> Part because of the reason three. he liked three. And he said, your idea was so much more interesting than yeah. everything you get in three. And three ends with, okay, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Can we just truce? Okay. What? Yeah. <laughs> like, no. It's just, it's just, we keep some of the humans. We get to run that battery. But you, we won't kill you. But we won't let anybody else go or whatever. Like, so dumb. Yeah, that it hurts because you watch it. And you're like, oh, that first, that first one is still excellent. I can watch the first mm-hmm. one over and over. But Transformers again. fell with the same thing. The first one is watchable. It's good. It's, it's the first decent. one is still fun. I enjoy the first one. Like, yes, because it's a very simplistic comic, uh, or, uh, um, action comic. movie. Movie. No concept. 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 It's the simplest uh, plot. You know. Yeah. The second one. Whew, I can still watch it compared only to the other ones. Yes. It's. Yeah, anyone who did, my friend Brandon had said this. He was like, "Oh, I'd watch, I'd watch four before I'd watch two. I'm like, "You're wrong," because yeah. well, four is incomprehensibly terrible. Remember, and two the, was being written on the fly because of the yes. the strike. It's, it's terrible. Yeah, three, you thought it was good when you saw it because <laughs> two was so bad, and then you go back and you're like, "Nope, I was wrong." And then four comes out, and I'll tell the story. So get out of the way, and I'll tell it again a thousand times. I went to see it with Mikey, and that film end ended, and I just went. Wait, what? <laughs> He's like, I can remember him staring at the screen going, well, that just happened. Mm-hmm. I was like, no, like, what? <laughs> what just, <laughs> it makes zero sense. Yeah. It is my favorite honest trailer of all time. So throw that in there. At least that's, that's a positive. I'll watch two way before th- four. I mean, yeah. I'll take Shia LaBeouf playing Witwicky over Marky Mark's stupid. I'm an inventor. 
I'm an inventor. I'm so I'm so inventive. I'm so inventive. It's so great. <laughs> I didn't even notice there's a giant car. It's just sitting here in a movie theater. Nobody saw this yesterday, but it's here now. Nobody questions it. I just bought it. I took it home. It's okay. What the <laughs> hell? Oh. <laughs> the girl in it is awful. I'll take Megan Fox. I'll take Megan Fox's acting over that girl's acting <laughs> at any point. Bumblebee is five. No, five is five is last night. There's Transformers. Dark Side of the Moon. That, is that two or three? Dark That's Side three. of the Moon is three. Three, yes. Age of Extinction is four. Last night's five. You're missing Transformers 2. What's Transformers 2 called? Rise of the Machines? No. No, it's the that, Revenge of the Fallen. That's Terminator. Revenge of the Fallen. It's Revenge of the Fallen. Because yes. that's the problem with that. You have that film, and you throw it in there, and you're like, okay, the Fallen are the most powerful Transformers ever. Mm-hmm. Optimus beats them in five seconds. Yeah. He has a harder time with, with Magneto, with Megatron, <laughs> than he does. I almost said Magneto. He, has a he would have with, a harder time with He has with a harder Magneto. time with Megatron than he does with the Fallen. That's the right. thing that would have made that film interesting is have Megatron destroy the Fallen. And you have the crappiest-looking Matrix. The, yeah, the Matrix looks terrible. And then you have you have the uh, the jet fire fart joke and everything. And you have the balls. You have oh, to take John Turturro. God Almighty, John Turturro was one of the best actors of his generation, and Transformers ruined him. Then you get to three, and it's John Turturro, and Francis McDormand is in a freaking Transformers film. I'll take Glenn Close in the MCU. Okay, mm-hmm. at least those films are competent. Or beyond competent, and people love them. Fine, you put Glenn Close in there. You put I okay. What about Helen Mirren in uh, Fast and Furious Nine? <sighs> I don't want to talk about that. I'm dying of the memes. I mean, like, Toro's terrible in that one. But that's two. You almost appreciate two once you see four. Mm-hmm. And I'm assuming once and you've you see even got five, Alan Tunic in in there, and he's you know playing a god awful character too. Is Alex Tudyk in the second one, or is he in the? He's in. He plays. Yeah, he plays. He, he plays, plays, plays the vi- man boy. Of, yes, he plays an absolutely awful character. Yeah, a completely it's homophobic. Such a waste for an actor. That whole movie is a waste. Oh, totally. But again, it was just I a would, paycheck for. Him. I would see that film twice before you'd ask me to watch four again. I've never seen four all the way through again. Four was Age of Extinction, which had the Dino Dragon. Had the, the, the dragon bots. Yes. Mm-hmm. The pretend to be dino dragon bots that are in it for four seconds. Transforming. And the idea. <laughs> oh, God. And the idea that it takes Optimus like a full day to run to the valley of whatever. You have all the Autobots complaining. This isn't our war. We don't need to do anything with them. Yeah, we don't. John Goodman is in it, yeah. and he's awful. He says four lines. I'm a big fat shooting machine. He plays I'm a hound. shooting fat machine. I'm a shooting machine of fatness. They abandon the humans six thousand times, whatever. And then he runs. Optimus runs across. Gotta get to Autobot Dino things that were here before, but nobody noticed. Fight me, and then I control you. And then they, you don't even need him to beat them. Nope. And then the end of it, I must go to space now. It just takes off. Like, bro, use the jets to go to the mountain of the Dinobots. Like, come on. And the other Transformers go with him. Yep. The Autobots go with him as the Decepticons are actively destroying Hong Kong. Optimus Prime pulls three of the defenders of Hong Kong with him to go somewhere else. The Transformium they show with Galvatron. 
firing bullets at him. He opens his chest because it, you know, it moves, whatever, and it goes right through them. Supposedly, all the other Decepticons are made with that same product. They never use it. They just hit with a rocket. They explode. They die. It makes zero sense on any. Oh, God. <laughs> well, none of those movies. And that's why when you got to Bumblebee, we finally, we, the first 30 seconds of Bumblebee was more of a Transformers movie than the other Transformers. Here's the thing movie. with Transformers. You're never going to get the first 30 seconds of Bumblebee because it's too expensive. Yes. You set it on Earth because Earth is cheap. Sure. The problem is, when it's set on Earth, fans go, oh, it's on Earth. That was when Beast Wars was mentioned, that it was on Earth and there were humans in it. You had to be like, God, enough with the humans. Yeah. Nobody wants it. Why does everybody love the cartoon? There's no humans in it. Right. The, the, the new one, the, the, the Netflix Beast War War. Cybertron. But well, even, Beast even Beast Wars. Yeah, same thing. The idea that you're just dealing with the robots, right? Yeah. So... They all make the same mistake of mm-hmm. you have to put humans on it. And you don't care about any of the humans. Sir Anthony Hopkins is in five. Yes, you could not care less that Sir Anthony Hopkins. I, I mean, just as someone, even if you're just a fan of him as Odin, you've never seen anything else. You've never seen anything he's won an Oscar for. You've never seen anything that he's been nominated for. You've never seen him in period pictures. You've never seen him on the stage. You've never seen him for anything that makes him a knight in England, he is Sir Anthony Hopkins. Even if you just saw him as Odin yeah. and you saw that film, you would be offended beyond all belief <laughs> that he's in that film. Well, Stanley Tucci was in two Dude, of them. That's the one I can remember was Tucci. Did Tucci plays Merlin in the third. He plays I've drunk seen, Merlin seen, in the in in, uh, in last night. He I've seen like ten, maybe twelve non consecutive minutes of that when it's on <laughs> FX. It's, so it's bad. awful. It's offensively awful. Really bad. There's films that are awful, right? You're just like, oh, this is bad. Three would be the one like Transformers is bad. This this Transformers three is terrible. Transformers four is right at that line, that five crosses where it is offensively bad. Better or worse than Green Lantern? Oh, it's worse than Green Lantern. Yeah, it's totally worse (laughs) than Green Lantern. Green Lantern is probably better than Transformers 3. At least yeah. Green yeah. Lantern is somewhat comprehensible and watchable. Yes, the, the, the comprehensible <laughs> is the big part because <laughs> yes. starting with 2, none of them are comprehensible at all, nope. really. Mm. Um, 2 kind of is, but it kind of throws away all of its own precedence two-thirds of the way through it. Mm-hmm. 4 is a... I, I, again, I could not tell you the plot of 4. It's one of the moments that my friend Nora loves at work trying to explain four to our friend Andrew, me just going nuts. like And then and then, and then then blackout. Just, I don't know who the hell this guy is. And, and, I don't know, and then Kelsey Grammer's in it for no reason. He doesn't play anybody. He plays like Rush Limbaugh if he was yeah. in charge of the def- defense department. Well, four, but then things change, and then Stanley Tucci's is there, and then Tucci's like, he's a bad guy. He's totally evil. And then Marky Mark shows up and just tells him, you're an inventor like me. You're a good guy. Yeah, now he's a good guy. And then he turns into a total wimp where he's just mm, this Chinese milk is amazing. It makes no sense. But four also, four also has the the Romeo and Juliet law put in there. That's for why. That's no that's a, reason. That's the best. Other than that to is say, the hey, best look. honest trailer. Screen rants, honest trailers for Transformers Four is my favorite. I've watched it way more times than the movie. I've watched <laughs> it like two or three hundred times, and it's always funny because it points out the only thing that Michael Bay decided to take any time to explain was why the girl who was. 18 had been in a relationship with a dude who was 21 so, yeah. for like th- two years, which means he was porking her when she was 16 or 17. Right. 
but he was 18 and it was okay. I don't even remember. But he was he underage when they it. first started dating, but it was okay. And my problem with that is... And they is, carried the card around so that... Proves- all they had to do, all they had to do, because she was 18 because she was trying to get into college, right? right. She, Seven, she was 17, just graduating high school, yeah. Put her in a community college. Yeah. Make her 20. Yeah. Like, just have her be 20 years old. She's been in, she's been in a Texas community college... So she's been learning about oh, no, no, you know, no, but Jesus. Hold would go, on. And then have him be 22. But and they've been dating for two years. People would go, well, how could Marky Mark have a uh, daughter that age? She just seems too old to be. You know. uh, Marky Mark is like, like 50. 50. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Look, he looks good because he was always like, yeah, funky punch, uh, uh, whatever. But he's still like 50. He also tried to kill somebody. Um, <laughs> people forget. You left a guy blind. Uh, but then in the in the fifth one. All of a sudden, he's a fugitive, and the Autobots are fugitives, and just nothing. Yeah, makes that's that's Transformers too. Remember when? Yeah. Remember when everyone's searching the world for Sam? <laughs> Jeez. I mean, look, this is a franchise that made but Bumblebee, Shia LaBeouf look really smart for leaving after two. Yes, but three, Bumblebee, you know, you did care about Haley Steinfeld's character. Could you spend the whole film with the Transformers are in that movie for less than ten minutes? I swear to God. Sure, Once it's you her and Bumblebee. Yeah. What they did with Bumblebee was what they did with the first one. Yes. Make it very simple. Bumblebee's on planet Earth. Mm-hmm. Two Decepticons are chasing him. Go. Yeah. That's it. That's it. And then you have John Cena play the <laughs> colonel or whatever. <laughs> he plays Josh Jamel's character if Josh Jamel was like an asshole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why I think he got, uh, what's the character? Uh, Peacemaker? In, in mm-hmm. Suicide Squad? Well, I mean, this it's is a basic, very similar character. It's, it's all he's going. He's always going to play cops and military. Cops oh yeah, now. definitely. Yeah. I mean, he's a he's a isn't he a general or something or in Fast and Furious fifteen or whatever? That's no, out no, now? He, he's he, Dom's brother. <laughs> Jesus Christ! He's Vin Diesel's brother. <laughs> that hasn't been introduced for nine films. That's my favorite part. Because um, apparently, no, he because he's out, been in prison or something like that. He finds out about him when Obi Wan tells him. <laughs> yeah, Obi Wan goes to Vin Diesel and says, "Well, you have a brother." <laughs> There is another. <laughs> Wait a minute. You're telling me I have more family. <laughs> My favorite thing is the picture I saw online. It was Family Matters. And it was a Family Matters cast with Vinny's <laughs> in the middle with Urkel. <laughs> it's the best thing. Um, nothing stronger than I mean, they're, they're awful, but there's so many of them. I saw the one for episode nine. <laughs> My favorite is the one where he's in space with Anakin. I've seen that and one. He's like, you're driving a Chevy Charger in space. That's not, there's no logic to that. You don't need logic when you got family. <laughs> so uh, but Transformers five, six, seven. This seven. is seven. This yes. is the seventh. This is the seventh live action Transformers film. Yes. Michael Bay made five of them. Then they made a Bumblebee one that people liked. <laughs> like, okay, let's do this one. Which and guess Bumblebee, what? People aren't going to like it. Bumblebee's pretty much a <laughs> a prequel. <laughs> <laughs> the Family Matters picture. Bumblebee. The, Bumblebee's a prequel, but it it's not because it completely refutes the first film. Yes. Well, no. The first. I mean, Bumblebee was. On Earth before any of the other Transformers, because but it's also we, the we idea also find that out that he was. Remember, he one of them that he was in World War Two or World War One. That's what, that's what it is. The, the it completely refutes the fifth film. Yes, mm-hmm. it, yes, it does with that. 
Michael Bay's is he even producing these? I don't think. No, Michael Michael Bay had nothing to do with. Right, so I think they're they're letting themselves write a new thing. But they did transform him at the end of Bumblebee. Bumblebee did transform back into the seventies, early eighties Camaro, which you see what he right because that's what they've. That was the way they tried to tie it. He's not a Camaro in the beginning of the film. Yes, he is. Oh yeah, he is. He hits the the, he, the right the door. Hits he the he. Thing. The joke was no, that he, he hits, yeah, the he hits the bumble. The, it's still if you want to take it as it, I'm, I all but guarantee you this is going to throw everything out. Yes, because Michael Bay's not coming back. Nope. Funny thing was his last film was supposed to be three, and they're like, oh no, do four, and then he did four, and like ah, oh, do five. Yeah. But what worries me though is the Beast Wars was supposed Beast to be Wars. the Transformers on Earth. You know, back when the Ark first crash lands. And then they they transform into mm-hmm. the beast. Well, again, it's a different story. That's why you can't do the should be the arc originally. Yes, in the in the in the the the, the cartoon in the comic crashes into the earth before the the KT extinction. It Correct. crashes into the earth more than sixty five million years ago, and it sits. That's why it's I was always like, oh, it's an organ. I'm like, well, it couldn't have crashed in there because the organ was underwater. Um, yeah. That's what my problem is, not sentient robots crashing into the planet. Well, then, uh, the, and the both ships, because, and we're getting to that in the Netflix cartoon. The Netflix, again, that's why you can't use should be, because right. the Netflix cartoon is showing you something different than, there's nods to it, but it's got to exist Correct. on its own thing. Correct. So Bumblebee and whatever that it's going to use, whatever the Beast Wars is, because again, those beasts are not ones that were there. You know the, the gorilla, as we know, the gorilla does not exist <laughs> when there's a, million, a T-Rex. Yeah, when and you know, even if they put it in in the Ice Age, yeah, it's it's still not the right creature. Again, you're arguing semantics of a Transformers film, so correct. You know, they could probably do whatever they want, but if they want to use that gorilla and the cheetah and the rat and the rhino, it's got to be somewhat modern. It's got to be set in the last fifty thousand years or whatever, right? But how are you going to introduce the T Rex and Raptor and you know? All the, the way that, that it was done for, because remember, I mean, this is all, these were toys that were all made separately from each other by uh, yes. Takara or whatever. And Marvel's like, oh boy, okay, let's see. So when they had Dinobots, well, they crashed in 65 million years ago. They took those scans or whatever. So even then it's wrong because there's a Stegosaur yeah, and Pinosaur. <laughs> uh, yes, I'm going to get you with time. Um that was, and they were dormant as well. Yeah. So they could do something here where there's, because isn't it, isn't it like the Starscream characters a raptor or something? Yes. In the original, one of the Decepticons is a raptor, isn't it? And he yes. switches sides or something. I don't remember. Well, no, that, that was Arachnid. Oh, was it Arachnid? Okay. Arachnid switches sides. The the uh, Spider Girl. Spider Girl. Well, here's what happens. It takes place after Jurassic World domination. The, the Transformers crash into the planet. So now there are dinosaurs on Earth, and modern day. Well, no, they can't. They can't do a crossover between Jurassic Park and and Transformers because they're already doing crossover of Jurassic Park and Fast and Furious. Remember? Shut up. (laughs) The only reason that I want that to exist is to eat Vin Diesel. No, you, that's you, how he gets out like of the movie. You know, yeah. poor Eddie Carr got ripped in half. Nope. In, you in know he world. will punch a T Rex in the face. No, it's just it's, you're gonna. He's gonna eat him. No, what he's gonna do is drive his charger off the tail and up the back of a T Rex <laughs> all the way to space Probably. or something. 
<laughs> That's how it's going to be done. He would do it off of a brachia. The one, the one, yeah. the, the, the one. It'd be like one I saw. the Flintstones. It'd be, it'd be the Flintstones. You know the bridge that comes <laughs> yeah, up. And, yeah, no, when he leaves, when he leaves <laughs> the the last meme I saw was the Dragon Ball Z one where he's driving the Charger towards Frieza, the reborn <laughs> Frieza, and it's Krillin yelling, "You can't defeat him with a Super Saiyan. You don't need Super Saiyan when you got family." <laughs> 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 um. So with Transformers uh, Rise of the Beast, or whatever it is. Rise of the Beasts. And they said there is going to be humans. When do you think they're going to set it? It's modern. Like, how modern? Now. You think it's going to be now? Either that or early exploring. Be in medieval times. God, no. They already tried that. <laughs> they tried that. <laughs> I mean, you may do it. It depends on where you want to set it. I mean, if you set it in Africa... Be interesting if you do it in that Victorian age as colonialists come over and then you have that problem yeah. <laughs> dealing with that idea. Because that's, I mean, you think of now, we would never think of the idea that for, you know, probably 100 years ago, 150 years ago, we didn't, people in America had no idea what a gorilla was. Right. Never seen one. Right. You know, um, it's probably not even, it's probably more than that. More than 150, years, but yeah. But, you still get Maybe. that idea that because I mean Europe didn't go down into Africa right away. It's right, not like you know the 1700s, they're like, all right, we're going to do that. Well, probably we yeah. No, so. it's probably been about there's a lot. Anyway. Maybe 200 years. Two and well, no, because even when the country was first, it'd be after the Civil War. Mm, I don't know that we really start to see gorillas. Um, so here's the way you do it. You set it back in the time, you know, prehistoric time or whatever it's going to be prehistoric time for Transformers, and you have time-traveling humans that come back. That's how you get the human no. element into it. No, no, no. Are you hiring Michael Bay to do this? <laughs> <Is> this... <laughs> no, 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 no. No. Superman, no here. No. Um, what are you looking up? Please tell me you're not trying to do the math on. Yeah, <laughs> he's trying to find another music video. Fourth, 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 fourth of July. <laughs> he's trying to find out if Vin Diesel can actually ride up the back of a T Rex, <laughs> or maybe he doesn't. He trades the Charger in and starts riding the back of a T Rex. That's his new car, and somehow he finds a way to drift it. <laughs> Well, no, that's when it slides. So it's running so fast that, you know, that it slides, and as it slides, it uses its slides tail. around the corner. It uses its tail to drift. Jeez, this is offensive. <laughs> this hey. is like Transformers Five offensive. Um, so AnimeCon is doing their anime light, right? Yep. And they released a vignette for Star Wars Visions. Mm-hmm. The was it nine? Oh, They're gonna be like, nine shorts, yeah, nine miniseries. It's gonna be an anthology or shorts, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah you're right. Anime. What is I right about? Expeditions in 1863 to 1865. Uh, du Chalet sold his hunted girls to Natural History Museum in, in London, thus confirming the existence of gorillas that were only rumors from pygmy people for war. Do you know how I do that? <laughs> you already did it, Tarzan. Uh, <laughs> Lord Greystroke. Um. Yeah, so anime, anime Expo showed off. Yes, the Star Wars Visions. Little... We found out it's going to be in September on Disney Plus, and we also found out that they are not reimagining or 
retelling, vision, retellings of any stories that have already been done. Yes, I thought we already knew that because they all said they were original. I, I don't think we we had complete confirmation. They said they were all original pieces. <clears throat> mm-hmm. But it, you're they, not hiring an anime studio, an anime studio to do a nine minute short and tell them like do Obi Wan and Darth Vader's duel. Like, that would still be kind of cool. <laughs> no, if you're going to do that, then do. Could you imagine their duel kind of like uh, you have crouching tiger that's style? Why you're never going to do it. You're never going to remake it because if you remake it and it's better, people are. Gonna... It's just like when they did Star Wars as an anime or yeah. as a manga. Yeah, the manga looks fantastic. It's incredible, but well, you're the... never going to make a feature film. We're going to remake Star Wars, but we're going to do it in anime style. I mean, look what we got with just that guy that did the, the type did two minutes of the Tie Fighter versus yeah. X Men. That took him like six years to do four Tie minutes Fighters versus X Men. Yeah, Cyclops. Yeah, that's the crossover I want. It's happening. You know it. Remember, Goofy's going to be on the Avengers. You remember that that guy that did the fight between Obi Wan and Darth Vader, but he did a lot of CGI and things where he, like yeah. Obi Wan got knocked back, and, and people loved that a lot better than Galaxy. What was it Galaxy of Adventure or whatever? Yes, they yeah. did those shorts to like introduce the characters. Yeah. How awesome did Vader look in that? And I noticed that we don't have those anymore. Yeah. Like, no, they oh, did. Man. They did just. I saw something. Did they just that do was another one. New. Yeah, pretty new. Because the the Vader one looks incredible. The oh, Luke yeah. one looks incredible. No, I still want to take that footage of the fight between Obi Wan and Vader that, that that guy did, and add it into the actual film to mm. see what it would look like in the film. Jarring. That's what it would look like. Yeah. Um. It's like anytime you watch. If you watch the battle between Vader and Obi Wan, and then the battle, and then the battle of Obi Wan versus Darth Maul, you're like, um, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Maybe you should have hired someone younger to be Obi Wan. <laughs> I get it. You or wanted somebody who was in the Bridge of River Kwai. I mean, come on. Well, you also got to remember when or Anakin, stunt double. Yeah, but remember when Anakin <laughs> and Obi Wan are battling. Mm-hmm. You know, Obi Wan gets stabbed in the shoulder. He gets stabbed in the knee. He gets you know in the leg. You know, so he did take some some of the fight out of, or Anakin did take some of the fight out. I'm of I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the fact that when he first when he was when he started the film in 1976, maybe Obi Wan isn't 60. Yeah, let's make him 40. And he but like, even, he can move. Even in Rebels, when they when Obi Wan and Maul fight, no, I know there he doesn't fight like he does in. Uh, yeah, it's because he's. Well, lost I think all that's also himself. that's also kind of uh, because you have the uh, the constraint of the original movie. Sure. Too, because the way that Alec Guinness played him, you want to match that kind of feel and tone. But, it, but he wasn't jumping Obi-Wan around. Ages really quickly, and <laughs> when he's on Tatooine, yeah, hey, that, you know that, that desert, desert sun really uh, takes a lot out of you. So this is why I still think you know when Chris mentions you know the time you know, in in Star Wars. You know, isn't based on a year that we're used to in mm-hmm. on Earth. That's true too. That a year know, here might be, be two over there, but yeah. or something like that. Or because you remember uh, Interstellar, different planets had different ways, uh, different well, times, and things like that. If we're considering, like in our solar system, we consider a year the amount of time it takes for a planet to revolve around the sun. So mm-hmm. our year is the easiest thing is to put it as a second, right? Because that's that, you know, one. That's the smallest unit of time we have. Right. However many seconds it takes Earth to run around the sun, it takes Neptune, you know, 200 more. Yeah. So a year on Neptune is 200 times longer than it is here. So that, how do you measure that 
in a galaxy. So if the galaxy is just, it's the amount of time that Coruscant takes to go around the spiral, but then you get into big numbers because it's like, <laughs> you think about the fact that we're now, just now, on the same side of the galaxy as we were when stegosaurs were alive in the middle of the Jurassic. Mm. That's how long it takes to go all the way. And that's only all the, all the, all, as long as it takes to just go halfway across our galaxy in terms of time. What we know, think yeah. we know, the calculations we know of what the center of our galaxy is in terms of the Milky Way. And as it's going as a spiral where we were in the middle of the Jurassic, we're right across from it. So we would be like a mm. straight line to it. That's why in the, Star Wars you do not hear years. Right. Within, we, within we, the we universe. Keep, we keep adding years. Yes. And they have it in terms of, it's a way to convey it to a fan. Correct. It probably wouldn't be used. It used to be in the EU. It was called standard. Yes. The standard year was based on a, on time in the core. Yes. And I think it was listed in Coruscant. Like for so us, like we, we have, it'd be right. like us having Greenwich Mean Time. Right. There's one time that's kind of a constant. And every, that's the zero and everything is either before mm-hmm. it or after it. So it's Greenwich Mean Time minus an hour plus an hour. Right. Also, uh, be the same thing there. A standard year would be this. This is a standard year. That's our that's our zero point. Yeah, the time it takes for Coruscant to go around its own sun. On Tatooine, a standard year is half of what it takes Tatooine to get all the way around. So even then, but it does explain. It allows you to explain how the Jedi could be completely forgotten. Mm-hmm. You know, within what is quote unquote, a 19 year period, you know, from when, if you look at from when Luke was born to Luke was the way to explain, they explain the time is, is a big thing, but it's also what the empire does. Yes. And the big thing is, is they just started TikTok, and everyone would write (laughs) to it. And TikTok said, no, they're no Jedi. And what the hell's a Jedi? That was the end of it. Yeah. Um, love TikTok. It's the best, the greatest (laughs) thing that's ever been invented by the Chinese. (laughs) Screw fireworks that we're getting today, but. (laughs) <laughs> well, also, other than Yoda, there's no real mention of anybody's age in the Star Wars films. Is Yoda does use near. That is that is yeah. correct. I forgot about Yoda. So it's there. It's it's there because when I went to Celebration in 2015, I went to John Jackson Miller, who's mm-hmm. one of the writers of a lot of Star Wars fiction. He was his kind of presentation was kind of how to write science fiction, how to better ways to write science fiction or whatever. And what he said was, don't try to make it too different. Right. Don't try to, you know, if you're going to use that type of... Vernacular. Yeah. You don't want to... You may not call it a bathroom, but you have to be able to call it away like we call it... They, they called it a fresher for the longest time. Right. I think they still do. They still do in some places. But there are terms... Coffee that, was calf. Yeah. So we it kind of fits in, but he said time is an odd construct in science fiction if you're in other worlds and other galaxies. Mm-hmm. You're using years to basically tell your reader there's a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. Whether it's an exact 365 days or it's, look, it's about somewhere around there. Right. You know, what you're thinking of as 20 years ago, the turn of the century for us, 9-11, you know, everything that was happening in 2000, 2001. Right. When we're saying 20 years in science fiction, it's about that. Whether it's a little bit longer, maybe it's 95 or whatever. But it's not like 20 years to us and 20 years when you use it in a piece of fiction for science fiction is turn of the century for us, World War II in that in that galaxy. Sure. So there is kind of a, you kind of have to accept it. Yeah. When Han says, I'll see you in hell, that doesn't make any sense. Right. Except hell is a concept that exists through a lot of different 
And so we've seen stuff like, you know, seven hells, you know, when you find some of those different type of, um, you know, they use blast as a curse, you know, that kind of blast. Um, I've seen in fictions, you have like Sith spawn or what in the seven hells are you doing or what in the seven plant, you know, just different things from different cultures. Yeah. We understand what they are. There's, there's a, there's a, the way they use it is familiar enough for us to figure out what it is. And it doesn't necessarily take you right out of it. Exactly. Yeah. You know, or whatever the, the, the Calabast. Calabast, yeah. Alabast. What is Calabast. it? Yeah, he's a Calabast. The same side idea. Yeah. That'll be like us saying, damn it. Right. You know, it's just that kind of thing. Well, you know, it's, like, it's also, you can use it in the film. And Firefly, no. Firefly does the same thing, you know, where they would, when they went to curse, they would say it in Chinese. Or they, you know, shiny meant, you know, you know, good or, you know, something like mm-hmm. that. You know, but they would use, bite my shiny metal ass. But yeah, I mean, it's the same idea is that you keep words familiar Within you know your universe, you can't. Star and Wars is doing it more and more now. With after they were after they were bought by Disney, because that was one of the things they said was we need to have more um, a more familiarity with some of the words because they were getting because things were getting a little bit too far. Well, I think you had a lot of people that were trying to figure out what some of these different times. I've always said I think one of the problems that they had was defining how long between the the original trilogy. Yeah, because. You get to the end of the trilogy, and, and you know when I was young, it's like, oh my god, they've been fighting for like ten years, right? Since since the the Death Star or whatever. But you also had to squeeze it because it seemed quite intentional that Lucas meant for Jedi to be the day after Empire. Sure. We'll meet you on Tatooine. You've now had two different licensees that had to explain to you why they didn't go rescue him for an entire year, and that's because Boba Fett didn't ever made it to Tatooine, right? Um, that's what's going on right now with War of the Bounty Hunters. It's mm-hmm. like, how did? Because you imagine now Chewbacca and Lando get to Tatooine. Uh, where he is he? Damn, he ain't here. All right, well, where the hell is he? Yeah. And the Dark Horse one, the the IG eighty eight, the War of the Bounty Hunters there. Well, was the Shadow of the Empire. Yeah, that was the whole thing. The, the, right. I'm just talking. The, the IG the first thing was this, when Slave One shows up. I can still call it Slave One. Sorry. I know, that's I, when the Slave thing. One shows up. I don't really care. Uh, and IG eighty eight, IG two thousand starts attacking him. Yes. He leaves. And that's what leads to this idea that it took them a year before even Boba Fett was able to reach Jabba's palace safely. Mm-hmm. In the original Marvel comics, it's even worse because they didn't know what the hell was going on. Right. So it really was. I think it is. I like the idea, though, that Boba Fett didn't make it, so Jabba automatically sends out a bounty. That's in this one, yeah. Yeah, in, that, in, that's in a new great idea a, to do. There's a different mm-hmm. way to do it, this one. And, and, and that's, what, that's what's interesting about. And Boba Fett have, actually loses him. And you have new licensees that are kind of attack this type of things. But as I said, that the fluidity of how much time is in between films, when you start locking stuff down and you still want to tell stories in those eras, excuse me, you get to a point where you have enough stories. You're like, there's no way this happened in two years. Right. There's no way this happened in just a year. Well, you know, I think they go from, of- they go from the, the, especially if you read like battlefront from, um, um, Alexander Freed. Yes. The idea is that after Yavin, the rebellion doesn't necessarily start to win, but it makes huge gains into the mid rim. Right. A coordinated effort between the empire. It's not just Hoth. They attack the rebels everywhere. Mm-hmm. Everything that's a suspected cell or whatever just gets blown. They are scattered. And the, the comic has a bit of that too, where you have Leia who's isolated who has no idea if Mon Mothma is even alive. Right. She got out of Hoth. Mon Mothma, we don't know where she is. We can't contact Home One. We have no idea if Mothma, Akbar, Nadine, 
We don't know if any of those people are alive. Mm-hmm. You have cells in going back to the Battlefront book. It's a group of of two ships that continue to fight the Empire. They have no idea where they're going or what right. they're doing. And, well, even in Rebels, and remember so, but they from had there, cells that didn't. They had right, cells but this that is, would this talk is to cells. specific to this point. Oh, sure. Is a year after that, they come back together to destroy the Death Star. Right. Now, the way that it's being written is that's the first time they get back together. It feels like. That's the first time that the Rebel fleet actually amasses again when it gets Over to Sullust. Sullust. It, takes, it takes a year to get to Sullust and in whatever machinations or maybe Mon Mothma does contact Princess Leia before. Right. We figure out the stuff with the Bothans. You know something big is happening just as you've done with like Rogue One where there are rumors of this Death Star somewhere. Yeah. You got rumors of there's something going on. And once they get together, we have to stop it. And then the Force kind of steps in and says, no, Luke should go too. Luke, Luke, Luke's got to go. That way, that way, you know, the Emperor can die. And then all of a sudden, the Empire doesn't know how to fight. Um, <laughs> it's never one of my favorite pieces. Uh, but even them trying to explain it now, you know, I mean, you look, get they're the all followers. They just needed a leader. But well, see, here's in, the thing. No, think- in, in the EU, it's explained that the, the Emperor is running like a battle meditation. And that's mm. why the Empire in any large scale battle is like all working with him. And then when he gets killed, when Vader's like, you know it's what? Literally you can go back down there. The it just, whatever. And I, I've always hated that explanation and I just mm. refuse but to see, believe it. I think people had a problem when, when you talk about the time thing in between each films, I think that's where people, some people had problems with episode seven and eight because it was the first time right. you had a film that literally start when one ends, the next one begins. Right. And it makes sense with that because yeah. the idea is that the resistance is nowhere the size of the rebellion. Correct. That's it. Dakar is it. Yeah. That's the whole re- the whole resistance is right there. The whole resistance is in those shuttlecraft that get well, you know, whatever, blown out of the whatever sky new Republic Benel Army Toro was sucks. got destroyed when they don't have it. Well no, there the, isn't no that's you keep reading it. That's that's the thing in Bloodline is the idea that they're dismantling their new Republic force. Right, but there There's was somewhat really... of a, a security force. That yes, they had... but it was nothing. No. It was nothing. It had already been dismantled. Right. Um, it's in the Poe book, the Poe comic, too. Yeah, but I thought in... And re- it's in Resistance. Resist, inside there Resistance, is, they mentioned that there is... There is a new Republic fleet. F- yes, but it it's nothing. Right, it's nothing like what the first order. Well, no, that's why created. that's why Leia put together the resistance was because right. they weren't. They needed a military yes. arm that was able to engage the first order without it being an act of war. Yes. So so complicated. <laughs> so visions. All the Ethan's kind of tuned out now. Visions looks amazing, uh, especially if you like anime. Uh, the studios that they picked are. Doing a, look like they're doing a really good job. I'm trying not to look too much into it because I want you know I want to be surprised. There are some great stills and has some interesting images. One of the lightsabers looks a little, and I think people are going to. But not lightsabers don't like, understand. It's all stuff that's just made in the Star Wars universe. There's right. going to be something mm-hmm. funny. There's going to be stuff that's. Dramatic. But there's not even it's not even everything that's in the Star Wars universe because well, I think one of the creators was saying that you know they wanted to incorporate Japanese culture and Japanese mountains and well they, that's you know, that's the thing is. It's set. What if you bring a Japanese, the, the the myth of the mountains and the kind of the culture of mountains in Japan? What if we were to bring that into? It's what Lucas did. Yes, mm-hmm. he brought a I mean, bunch of a East, lot of Japanese force, influence. The, well, the force is Eastern philosophy. Yes, it's been Eastern philosophy the whole time. Yes, Lucas yeah. got stoned at UCA, UC, USC and said, "Oh shit, dude, the force. <laughs> this is awesome. I'm gonna go read some more Tao Chi Ching. This is gonna be great." Um, yeah. there's a lot of Shintoism and Buddhism oh, totally. and stuff that's in there. Yoda looks like a Buddha. I mean, come on. 
Um, there's a lot. I shouldn't say Japanese culture. There's a lot of. It's an approach. It's Asian what, culture. Yes, within. and it's all well. These are all Japanese studios. No, no. Yeah. I, I mean, in Star Wars, oh, Star yeah. Wars influence. In, Star Wars in has general. a ton of Eastern. Well, Eastern Star Wars Eastern originally Europe. was all based off uh, samurai movies, wasn't it? Not everything. Not everything. Uh, or it had a huge influence on it. Uh, Hidden Fortress, which was a Japanese uh, samurai yeah. film, is basically Star Wars. And yes. Hope. Um, there's a ton of stuff that's in it. Seven Samurai is kind of in it. You know, West. It's got a Western feel. It's got. A, he mashed a lot of different yeah. things. Yeah. There's and where people say, "Oh, he stole all this stuff." It's like that's all anybody does. I mean, that's mm-hmm. why genres exist. You watch a hundred westerns, you're going to see a lot of the same themes and a lot of the same shots and tropes a lot of the same tropes. Like yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so you know, everything on Tatooine is a western. Everything in in the middle is is you know, all the force and everything that when he's meeting the map. Yoda's in, in, you know, an Eastern spirituality master. Yeah. Um, the force concept. That's, well, the that's whole like Jedi, that. the whole Jedi order is. Yeah. A lot of samurai influences in there. A lot of just wardens. There's a ton of that type of stuff in it. I do like the, uh, the one shot of the, one of the lightsabers. Cause I was like, Oh, it was cool. We finally get a lightsaber that has like a katana handle. Or we've been with yeah. the wraps, like the wrapped like a katana and things like that. This piece is in it. There's, yeah, there's there's some really cool stuff. I mean, basically, I watched about half of it, mm. and then I had to go see a doctor because my erection lasted for four hours or more. <laughs> more than four so, hours? Oh yeah. Well, it was. It wouldn't go down. Um, <laughs> I don't need Viagra. Just yeah. show me this. Hold on, baby. Um, but also, knowing- no, it, looked, it looked amazing, and I knew when they announced this in November, mm-hmm. this was one of my more intriguing projects because much like Gendy's. Clone Wars, it's just sort of like go. Yeah. Here, you just play with it. There's not a lot of influence in terms of, you know, I'm sure the story group wasn't looking over them. They can't, probably can't contradict anything. They can't have Vader in it and, you know, Luke kills him on the Death Star the first time or whatever. Yeah. Um, if you're going to see if any of this is saga. canon and if anything comes well, it looks like through later. Everything is original concepts. Like, yeah. It, oh, yeah. It's, so, all, yeah. it's all original stuff. That's the main thing that's interesting to me. Um, the other thing that would that I'm hoping to see is knowing the kind of battles that they have in animes and the fight scenes and things like that. Seeing those incorporated with the style of Star Wars and like Jedi battles, so much, yeah, I'm, gonna, so I'm, I'm excited to see those. Um, I think, it, as far as canon, I think this fits about like where uh, this is Star Wars version of What If. For, See, you know, I, the thing for, is, the great, the great thing with his biggest Star Wars is... You could put some of this in as canon. It all looks like Old Republic yeah. stuff. So mm-hmm. you can set this right after High Republic, during High Republic. Yeah. You know, two Jedi in a Western town and, you know, that's on the far side of the galaxy that kills a warlord doesn't mean anything right. to what happens to Luke Skywalker and friends. Mm-hmm. So you have a chance to do this type of stuff. And if something clicks, you can always go back to it. Yep. Yeah. You mentioned High Republic. Uh, the new High Republic book, Rising Storm, came out this week. It did. Um, we won't talk about it yet because I know Chris hasn't gotten it. No, he has. No, I got it. Delaying no. a shipment. I got it on Thursday. Oh, you did. I wasn't able to start it until I was started yesterday because I think I finished Loki Friday. Mm-hmm. I read Mackenzie Lee's Loki YA book, which was fantastic. She's fantastic. Yeah. She, she one of the stories in the. It was the one I took the picture of the Loki book when it was a Target. And then I read one of the stories in the 40th anniversary, um, certain point of view yes. for Empire. And I'm like, wow, this is really good. Mm. This was amazing. Why does that name look familiar? And I looked at the picture that I put on here, like, oh, I should look into that later. Oh, it is the same person. And I bought it. And she has another one that just came out 
That is Gamora and Nebula, and I bought that at. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I saw that one. Yeah, I bought that at uh, Barnes and Noble yesterday. I like her style. Uh, the Loki book had some twists and turns that I did not see coming. That was really good. Uh, so I started. I started High Republic yesterday. I'm, there's something wrong with me. I have no energy at all. I just want to sleep all the time. It's all the <sighs> dumb music um, videos you're watching. No, um, it's probably. I'm afraid it's something worse. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I've gotten. Not even a tenth of the way into it. I, yeah. I think I'm in like chapter 16 or something. Or, or not see that. I don't even. I don't even think I'm in double digits at this point. Mm. So I, I I can't wait to talk to you about because it, I won't. It's interesting to see how many already how many concepts in it were introduced in the YA novel for the first one, which is Kevin Scott. Yeah, and the comic. Okay, which I think is Kevin also. I think he's writing the comic. I know uh, Daniel Jose Older is doing the. High Republic Adventures, yes, which is so much better than people give it credit. That is a great book, and I think one of the characters in it is in that too. I have to go back and look at it. Um, but it was it's kind of reading through it because the the I can't say it's like the Dre and Jar or whatever the plant monsters. Yes, that's introduced in the first Kevin Scott book. Oh, is it? Yeah, that was that's where they come from. That. Okay, I was so glad I read that before I read the comic because they're in the comic too, and I'm okay. just like, oh, okay, I know what these are. And now it's because it's hard. Is like you should don't sleep on the YA stuff. Go go get yeah, it. I need go to get, get it, it and go read it um, because it's obviously tied in and it does have something to do. And I think one of the like one of the characters that ends up being really important is in the kids book. Mm. And the kids book's really good too. Yeah. Like surprisingly good. Like you're reading it. And it's just it's Justina Ireland, and it's quick, but it's got it's got a very interesting take on the force and the Jedi that's in it, mm-hmm. like something bad happens and the way that he reacts to it is so human. And it, it is so it, it's, it's interesting because he has that problem of like, I'm not supposed to be like this. There's one character in here that I was wondering about. And now that it's, she's, they probably show up in one of the other books first, one of the YA books first. I can't. I can't tell you. I can't because I don't think you. If you're on a tenth of the way through, you're nowhere near where this character's in and brought into it. Um, but no, it's it's very interesting, very different than the first book. So far, yeah. Um, the first book just starts with like, boom. Okay, what? Okay, well, the all Nihil, these will play a much bigger role in the first. Well, book. yes, you find out what it is, right? There's, it takes you half of that book to understand what happens, what starts that, what starts the great disaster. Yes, and then the great disaster is cleaned up like halfway through. I'm like, there's a whole another half a book going on there. <laughs> What's going on? What's happening next here? Um, you mentioned Loki, the YE book mm-hmm. with a lot of twists and turns. The series Loki has a lot of twists and turns, but also has conf- yeah, so and loop de loops and so many, there's so many hallways. <laughs> but it confirmed a lot of things that I thought was going to happen in it. When a lot of stuff in it. Yeah. When in the first episode, when they say that Loki has to, when they tell Loki that he's got to confront himself, you know, just out to, to because of you know, I'm trying to figure out how to say this better. In the first episode, <laughs> shut up. In the first episode, when when. I always want to say Morbius. <laughs> Mobius. Mobius. I know. In the first episode when Mobius... He's not, he's not the living vampire. Yes, I know. 
Although they did mention vampires. Mm-hmm. When uh, Mobius tells Loki that he's got to confront himself to be a better person, I had a feeling that every incarnation of Loki is going to show up in this. Oh, you're not going to get every. Well, not every, but a majority of them. But I said it last mm-hmm. week. You can tell they're already... Like, the thing that doesn't make sense is that he's not the only variant. Right. If they're fixing these timelines, why are there so many variant Lokis? Right. Because these places all exist already. Yeah. And that was the big thing. The multiverse exists. The TVA isn't telling you it exists. It tells you there's just one timeline and one one piece that's in it. And that's it. And that's you have to take care of this one tube and not like, oh, there's all these other ones. And they're trying to take care of what's on each one of these tubes. Right. To keep going because that's where the multiverse is already at the brink of ripping the space-time continuum into a billion pieces. Mm-hmm. And they're the ones trying to save it. But maybe not. Right. <laughs> well, as we got into this episode, you know, we find out that the wands that are supposed to basically erase the variant, they don't actually erase them. They just put them in a different place. Send them somewhere. Yeah. When when Mobius maybe. gets wanded, I thought, it's too soon. I thought, wow, you kill, you're going to kill him off this soon? You thought, what? That they were going to kill him. I, no, I couldn't believe that they thought, were Wow. Wow. <laughs> My favorite is someone took the picture and it's Mobius on the ground. He's like, am I dead? And you know how like the end yeah. of the episode showed Loki's? It's him, but all the other characters he's playing. So like from Shanghai Noon. And he looks up and just goes, wow. Lightning McQueen. Lightning, the Lightning McQueen. <laughs> he's like, no, but if you come with us, you will. <laughs> That's wow. good. Uh, somebody confirmed that he's supposed to say wow in this. No, <laughs> no he said he oh, he they said, confirmed that he doesn't. Yeah, say oh, he, well. said, he said he wouldn't do it. That's good. Or or he said that he didn't do it. One or the other. Mm. I don't think that, I don't think there was a plan for him to do it because it is. I mean, it's just like I said Owen Wilson being Owen Wilson, right? But he's good at being Owen Wilson, and there's a lot. There's so much that happens in this. His character goes through so much in it, and although Loki goes somewhere else, I don't think it gives you the. It's a false logic to say that it doesn't kill other people. Okay, it doesn't erase them. Okay, um, my, it could, but it, it you know because the thing is, if you're trying to get rid of people, why are you? If they're trying to get rid of people. Why are they not shunting them? Why would they shunt them to other places? Sure. So that's what a, I was thinking. Is what it's if a diverse timeline? Everybody gets at, hit with the wand. They go to the same place. So it could be that Mobius is with Loki. So you could have like purgatory. Yeah. The other thing is to look and see. Trying to remember. What is she, what, what, the one that she, the, the judge or whatever, yes, hits him with. If that's the one from the head security guard, maybe that wand is different. Yeah, mm. it could be. Maybe she changes that wand knowing that, you know, mm. if she uses it, if someone else gets it, because she leaves. Right. She comes in, she throws the wand towards him or whatever, and then she walks away, or the sword. She throws the sword at him. Yeah. So maybe the wand is off. Sylvie's, Sylvie's sword. Um, it's kind of ironic. It was kind of, Neat that the only person that Loki will ever fall in love with is the female version of himself. <laughs> like, that's the most you know. Well, that's also narcissistic the, what people had a problem with is like, oh, you introduced him to be, uh, what's it called, uh, gender fluid and loving everybody and this and that, and you give him a female uh, romance uh, story. Well, basically. I think the idea of him being gender fluid is the fact that his he himself is gender fluid. Yes. Yeah. That he can be, and it, it, it's in the book I just read too, the idea that he spends time as a woman willingly. Yeah. Because he has the power to be able to change himself like that. Yeah. Um, 
No, that's what people are saying that are they're having the problem with in the show is like, well, yeah, why are they you can, giving? They them- can say that all they want. Yeah. They also need to understand it's still Disney. Yeah, Disney's yes. not going to have. Not gonna have Loki start macking on some dude in the middle of a Disney Plus series. But then, uh, but then you're also introducing different variants of Loki, 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 Loki. <laughs> and Omega and Loki. <laughs> I'm a sorry, green Loki. <laughs> so, yes, you would have him, you know, fall in love with the opposite yeah. of what he is already. You know, because. Especially when you get, is he gonna fall in love with alligator Loki? Maybe, maybe. Um, Hers can get pretty scaly. Uh, <laughs> get out! Wow. There's, uh, there's the door. No, that's a that's a corporate. on the other side of this wall. There's the door. No, on the other side of the wall is the hallway. <laughs> um, I can hear it gets kind of scaly. It's kind of scaly. Uh, oh my goodness! The look it, again. It's the criticism of it drove me crazy because. It really ignores the point of it is that Loki falls in love with Loki. Yes. He's like, if, if I could ever just, you know, when you go to the gym and you see that guy that's looking in the mirror when he's curling. Yeah. And he just, I got to kiss these things. You know, if that guy could fuck himself in the ass, he would do it. Like if he could clone himself completely, I'm so in love with myself. I would peg myself like crazy. <laughs> that's who Loki is. He still cares. That's what I'm saying. About, it's, the, yeah. it's the ultimate form of narcissism. But then they throw that the the criticism of thrown away. Like, well, of course it's a girl. It's okay. It's like again, if you're pansexual, it means you do like women. Yes, <laughs> you know you like the person. You know, it, it could be the ultimate in it because the idea is to like the essence of that being, mm-hmm. not their gender. Correct. Right. Whether you know you find yourself attracted to a woman or a man or um, someone who is gender fluid, someone who's non-binary. It's the person. An animal. It's the thing. Let's not get into the animal part. Um, it's got to be consensual. That's the other thing. <laughs> well, if the if the animal can speak, the animal can't speak. So you don't think no an alligator? No, 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 no I'm talking about in the real world. Okay, the the real idea world. that we yes. have now is that even when we talk of people, not the idea. There are some people that seem to feel like if you're pansexual, you're therefore not attracted. To the opposite sex, you want something different, and right. that's not true. Like, as a man, that I would never be attracted to a woman. I'd only be attracted to a man, someone who's had a, a, a gender reassignment surgery and becomes a man. And I was like, that's not what that means. Right. It means falling, falling in love with somebody who's there no matter what their gender is yes. or non-gender or non-binary, whatever they identify themselves as, I find that person attractive. Correct. Loki's doing that. Yes. Mm-hmm. She could be the alligator being able to talk to him. And he goes, I don't care. You're That's right. me. You know, right. whatever. Or and also the idea that he's fallen in love with the better version of him. Mm-hmm. The one that kind of, uh, well, you know. We, we talk about alligator, and which brought up the whole thing the of now, you know, everybody's going, well, this confirms that in Thor, Love, and Thunder, we're going to get Throg. You know, the, the frog version of I don't even think we're getting Throg. Loki in Throg. I don't think so either. Mm-hmm. Uh but no, this was this end scene was a nice little nod to, excuse me, that idea of you know when Loki turned Thor into a frog, you know it's a nod to it, mm-hmm. not an an indication of what's to come. Let's see what the alligator has to do with turning Thor into a frog. Because the alligator version is what Loki, because Loki would have became a a alligator 
if Thor became a frog. Why? Because an alligator is more mischievous and evil or no. bad. He'd be a snake. He literally turns himself into a snake. It's yes, in that, Ragnarok. Yes, yes, that would be. That, that, would, that would be great, great to see as one of the Loki's being a snake Loki. <laughs> that was why I was surprised there wasn't a snake. Yeah. It would have been do. interesting for him to have the snake around him. The best thing in that is not the alligator. It's the dude in the original Loki yes. suit. And it's an old man it's in a, a, very old in a man. terrible cosplay costume. It's like the Quicksilver in Wick. Yeah. It's like uh, Quicksilver in in, uh, in WandaVision. Mm. But what I like just about the idea that was... Is just like this, this kind of shabby looking... This is what this looked like. And it, it, to me, as a, as a comic fan, it's like it's almost a sign of like... This is what the costume looked like in the 60s. Look how much better it is now. Look how yeah. cool Loki looks now. And back then he looked like a, just a complete shambles. But it's not even just that. It's because that's what, if that man was dressed as Loki in the 60s when that costume was first introduced, that's what he would look like now mm-hmm. within the timeline. Yeah. You know, he would be that old. With the interesting, and I thought that, that was interesting, of putting the old man with it. But that last shot, because you have the original comic Loki, you have Kid Loki, and the one on the left, he's holding a hammer. So I'm wondering if that is some incarnation of Thor. No. Mm-mm. It's an incarnation. It's probably the flip. Mm. Could be the Axis idea uh, oh. where they took the baggage. It's just the idea to tell you that in some universe, somewhere, it, Loki is, is worthy. But or, it was called, or the hammer is bad. Mm. They, they called that Loki, Bostuous Loki. Mm. Bostuous? I think so. I think that's what they call Boast it. Jewish. Boast Jewish. Boast Jewish. Uh, Boisterous? Boisterous? Sure. Uh, but it said it in the, in the final credits what his name was. Mm-hmm. Um, Super Loki. <laughs> Thorky. No, I, I, but I was like, oh, if, if that was Thorky. some sort of incarnation of Thor, that would be also interesting where he no, I think is. The, I think it's a flip when you, when you change yeah. those gender roles. Sorry. Or not gender Boastful roles. Loki. Boastful Loki. Um, well, also the idea that that's introduced in the comics is that the 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 metal of Mjolnir has you know the Uru metal is actually semi sentient and it chooses its own mm-hmm. yes and that's the whole Thor uh, Jane Foster one that her the way she uses the hammer is different than the Odin son uses it yeah. because it actually bonds with her it could be something where the metal is different and it responds to the Loki archetype that's in that universe mm. or it could be where he's the hero in that universe All right and Thor's the bad guy. Um, that he's actually born of, of Odin. Not, well, remember, not Thor Larson. was very boastful at the beginning yeah. of, uh, of Thor, the original film. Yeah, and mm-hmm. then he can't pick it up. And everyone's like, it's too quick. It turns too quickly. And I'm like, no, it doesn't. But, yeah. you know, it did introduce another young Avenger into the mix with Kid Loki. Now it makes me wonder if... Uh, Remember, because we were we were saying that we thought that the end of this was going to be Loki being transformed into Kid Loki. That's how he got back. You said that. I said that, but we we don't. I don't know where this ends because it's also the people also are assuming that we're going to continue with the same characters over and over again. And I think Marvel's idea or MCU's idea, Disney Marvel idea, Kevin Feige's idea is we need to get new characters in. Sure. At some point, we got, you know, this is leading to a new character. I honestly think we get to the end at this point. I honestly think we get to the end of this, and Sylvie's the only Loki. I thought about that. The only one that we have. If I he's thought about to do that. It again. 
Because you have Loki turn into a female version of himself in the comics and exist as that person for years. Yes. And now Disney does have her W-2 on file. So, yeah, so you know. she's going to be but, in a Marvel film, and she's going to be in High School Musical 9. and she's gonna be- But it does seem like with all of these shows, they are introducing the Young Avengers. Yeah. You know, WandaVision, her, the twins were in, introduced. We had Patriot introduced in... In um, Falcon and Winter Soldier, they're all they're all characters that are there. I mean, that's the thing. So it can be, but the idea that that's what was coming next, years away from it, years and years away from it. So I don't even think it's going to be the same actors. It's just those concepts exist around these characters. Mm-hmm. You, you know, now when you're telling a, a a Captain America story, and especially if you're telling a black Captain America story in Sam's story, mm-hmm. boy, it sure makes sense to use. Patriot and his father right. or his uncle. Um, WandaVision, if you're going to have Wanda go crazy, that's how she goes oh, crazy sure. in the yes. comics. Yes, definitely. She goes nuts in the comics because she loses her fake children. Uh, so the children being introduced makes a lot of sense. And then here, if you're going to do a bunch of other Lokis, you know, yeah. do the kid look. I mean, you made him Lance Armstrong in one of the little hollow things in the, in the second episode. <laughs> Um, but then you also have Kate being introduced in Hawkeye. You have all of it's the natural progression. I know. I, I, know, what's I, get, already that. There. I get that. I don't think we're going to see young Avengers, the TV series in next year or anything. Um, mostly because <laughs> then next year they're going to introduce <laughs> Avengers. Yeah. But you're going to have a lot of different people. Cause you're not paying Haley Steinfeld to do a long series for the young Avengers more than likely. Sure. Um, that's one of the reasons you can keep Sylvie as Loki. She's going to be a lot cheaper than Tom Hiddleston. <laughs> Um, and she's good. She's fantastic. That's the thing with all of these. Everyone in is fan. You know, you don't you don't get one that's like terrible. You don't have Vin Diesel in it. Um, because there's no Jai Courtney's not in it. Oh God, Jai Courtney. <laughs> I think it was either today or yesterday. The memories came up of of seeing Terminator Genesis, and I was way too kind to it when it came out. Were you? God, I said I don't hate the film, but. Here's everything that's wrong with it. <laughs> then one of those, I'm like, Jai Courtney is Jai Courtney. He's just a post along the wall. He gets outacted by Arnold Schwarzenegger, for God's sakes. And Arnold Schwarzenegger outacts, uh, uh, what's her, Amelia Clark. It's like, I never for one second believed Amelia Clark was some badass who was going to kill anybody. But I sure as hell believe she was going to betray Han Solo. So I'm like, okay, cool. That, that movie was bad. <laughs> Not her. She um, was good in that. What's so nice about each one of these Marvel series is there's been so different you know they give you the different levels and feels of what and that's marvel the, is that's the good storytelling i think with, that marvel has the pacing on them was different i mean this this thing is quick because it's only six episodes yeah and after I, falcon and winter soldier i appreciate that because falcon and winter soldier kind of drags in the middle to me i saw somebody put i don't care what marvel puts out anymore i'm along for the ride yeah if you didn't think that Five years ago, then I know <laughs> what are you doing now? Yeah, and as I said with Eternals, like I'm not excited for it, but there's no way I'm not going to see it. Right. I wasn't excited for Guardians of the Galaxy two. Well, they keep but saying I still want to see it. I wasn't super excited for Ant Man. Even even as I've, straightforward as Black Widow seems to be, they keep saying, and, and especially Scarlett Johansson keeps saying, "There's things in this." There's the, that you've never seen experienced in a Marvel film before. Yeah, she there's, makes out with her sister like crazy. There's some people that you know went to that fan premiere event or whatever and said the film is amazing. It's and one of they said it's one of the best Marvel films yeah. you've seen. So it's 
That's recency bias. And it's the fact that they haven't seen a Marvel film in two freaking years. I agree with that. But it's the same thing. Right. We all remember when we all walked out of uh, we we all walked out of uh, Force Awakens like that was amazing. It's yeah. Like, and then a week later, like oh, that was Star Wars. That's a New Hope. Shit. Yeah. Okay, maybe I didn't <laughs> like it as much as I wanted to. Um, yeah. but it'll. I never thought it wouldn't be good. That's yeah. the thing. I. <laughs> I do love that it seems like all of these concepts are with people that have that died. Um, everything we've seen outside of the first four projects post Endgame now, outside of Falcon and Winter Soldier, have a major character in it that died in one of those two films: mm-hmm. Vision, Black Widow, and Loki. Loki. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, guys, we're trying to get rid of that face. Like, come on, let's keep let's move forward. Yeah. Let's move forward. Nope, we're gonna keep doing these. And then Hawkeye will be the transition. From you know, he'll be leaving the MCU at that point. Just about, yeah. Um, until you know, get, the idea until you get to old man within Lo- or, uh, within, man within the the universe, these characters are dead, and we're we are um, our first stories are with characters that in, in this case, obviously they're they're forward after Endgame, but we literally the next movie takes place before Endgame. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really, guys, like we couldn't get this before, mm-hmm. but no, it should be it should be great. Um, it's weird thinking in my head like, oh yeah, it's like next week, it's like this week. It's, it's Friday. Friday. Yeah. No, isn't it Wednesday? No, no the ninth. Friday, the ninth. That's listed as July eighth, which would make it no, Thursday. Ninth. Unless there's some movie theater that's. I mean, look, they're going to come as July. Yeah. They all released a day early, but I thought I saw the official release was July 9th. All the posters say July 9th. So, I we there was a we were watching Guardians of the Galaxy on FX before mm-hmm. and the. Trailer came on and it said ninth. What I do hope is this being well enough to have people. Turns out to buy and, tickets to a movie. I know. Yeah, think about that. <laughs> I should probably get buy tickets for a movie on the eight. Yeah, you, you got Snake Eyes coming up in next week, isn't it? Or the week? No, it's, a, it's the end of July, the, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. yeah. Weird. Um, I thought you know what to. After the two years, year and a half that we've had, it might not be bad to go back to a character we're already familiar with instead of introducing something right away. Mm. Although, now that, say, now that I say that out loud, it would might have been better to have something no one's ever seen before, like Eternals, be the first one out of the gate. Because it's going to make money, more money, than possibly it would have been you know, where it is. Although, you know, that may help. Well, I, I see. I, Black Widow. But it's also like what you were saying. Whoever you were talking to is saying, well, I'm along for the ride now. People are going to. That Marvel movie is going to make any, the money anyway. Yeah. It doesn't matter what it is. You know. Well, it, yeah, it's going to make the money anyway. If it's going to make a ton of money, that's a different But think of like Iron Man 3 made more money than any of the Marvel films except for Avengers because we waited a year for it. Yeah. Or a year and a half. Right. This. But it's also because of the success we'll with see. Avengers. And this will be two right. years from one because Spider Man came out uh, July, around July fourth, late June or July. Mm. Yeah. It's been two years since we've seen a, yeah. a, a film. I think I had gone for so long saying it's going to be at least a year and a half. <laughs> you know, like oh maybe we'll see it, maybe they'll release it earlier or whatever. And then when they finally give you an exact date, because every time this kept moving. You know, yeah. even in October, I was like, okay, that's. We're going to release it in well, October. Remember, this like was last summer, they be... were like, oh, we're going to do it in October. And we're like, well, that would still be a year and a half. Just this about. was supposed to be March. This was May. April. May of last year. It was supposed to be the first weekend of May of last year. 
It wasn't supposed to be the first no. weekend of May. They went back to their their classic first weekend of May. Because mm-hmm. remember, both the Avengers films were supposed to be first weekend of May. They were moved up a week, right? Because they were afraid of them getting pirated. Because yeah, Avengers was in April. It was April of nineteen, and then Spider Man was July of nineteen. Nothing in twenty. Yeah, it was supposed to be May. It was supposed to be May first, if I remember right. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, first and somewhere around there. Yeah, that first week in May. Yeah. Uh so next week I guess we'll have our uh, Black Widow review. Maybe. And at the end of the month, we're going to have our unofficial official stay at home Comic Con draft, and this year it's going to be thirty year in a row. I have a stay at home Comic. DC Justice League, and maybe slip in a little. Uh, yeah, but only one of them Legion was of <laughs> by choice. No, oh, no, it wasn't by choice. <laughs> you had no choice. I had no choice. <laughs> um, but we're also going to have a special guest. We're going to have Doug from the we Puck should Podcast. Have we should have a special guest. Huh? We should have a special guest. We should? Yeah. Not confirmed? You'd, well, you never know until things blow oh, up. Sure. Maybe, I thought I was supposed to go to Comic Con 2019. <laughs> that didn't happen. So maybe we'll get Travis and Sebastian back on for the draft. Who? <laughs> be nice is to have Travis on, and then Ethan forgets the next. What week I was that he thinking was, was <laughs> what if we opened it up and see if maybe like Doug or Brandon or, or uh, Eric White Chocolate or White Chocolate doesn't have enough DC knowledge. Even even uh, I don't have enough DC knowledge. <laughs> yeah, but you're already here. So <laughs> well, any any of the any of our listeners would like to join. We don't us. have any listeners. There might be somebody there out there. Not any listeners. That's it. People are busy. They got no time for this, Jazz. All right, well, here's Chris's email address. <laughs> Dude, I have 95,000 emails. I know, you don't, I you don't read, look so. at your emails anyway. Nope, you got to tell me you're sending me an email. <laughs> so. If you want to be a part of our draft. Don't make, don't make it more complicated than it is. Stop yeah. right there. It's four of us that will be here, and hopefully Mikey and Travis. The end. We don't have time to set that I don't know if Mikey up. will be here. The four of us, because Doug will be here. Yes. So Doug and the three of us. Oh, I said Mikey. I'm you sorry. said Mikey. Sebastian and Travis. Yeah. See, I've already forgotten Travis has been on the show. <laughs> you forgot Mikey was on the show. No, you forgot. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to wrap things up. So check us out on Facebook.com slash Nerdables. we now. We've got like three shows in between. <laughs> I know. But I'm putting out now, and I'm putting out next week, and then the week after. It doesn't matter. No one's listening to this anyway. <laughs> Check us out at Facebook.com slash Nerdables. We're also at Twitter at Nerdables Show and on Instagram as Nerdables. So for they Chris. checked out when we started talking about Fast and Furious. You know what the bad thing is? There's, a, there's somebody that has the Nerdables, just has Nerdables as their Twitter and has never posted anything. They're just holding on to the stupid name. They're, they're holding out for us to pay them for it. That's so, what it is. so we can't. So yeah. I thought we already were at Nerdables. We're, oh, at, we're at Nerdables underscore show. There you go. Or Nerdables show. No, we're, yeah, at, we're at Nerdables show. It's the, it's no, the reason why I have the 24. So you don't even know it. <laughs> we're at Nerdables show. Let's say we had Nerdables One show. One word. Underscore. That was underscore. I had to put an underscore in my name on there. Yeah. The Earth 2 Comics one has to have underscores on it. That's yeah. crazy. And we're also on Twitter or Instagram nope. as Nerdables. We're not on any of these things. We don't do anything with social. <laughs> so for Chris and Ethan, I'm already saying we will talk we don't to you post next anything. week. <laughs> and have a happy 4th of July in the United States. 4th of July. Thank you.